This is Sunflowers at Halftime, a positive basketball podcast focused on the NBA draft. Welcome. Episode zero, the philosophy. So I wanted to spend the first episode as opposed to diving right into draft content or NBA content rather. Talking about the mantra of celebration over criticism. And yes, spending some time in the philosophy, but also giving tangible examples of what is that going to look like? So let's start with optimism and celebration. So something I always wanted to see or hear was someone that just believed in prospects as opposed to doubted them. To substitute out personal concerns and perceived flaws and to replace them with support and positivity. You know, the idea that we don't have to put someone down to raise someone else up. So an example is one prospect being selected before another and how it's not a lack of belief in one. It's rather praise of the other. And if we can trust that ultimately both will be praised when they are selected, that supports the idea that we don't have to put someone down to raise someone else up. So that's what I mean by that. So I wanted to create a place to give flowers and shine to every prospect. So no matter if they're the first pick in the draft or the 60th or an undrafted free agent, these are the best prospects in the world outside of the NBA. And I want to celebrate them and their talents with warmth. Because the priority here is a little different. The ultimate goal is not to be ranked the highest. It's not to be the perfect prospect, nor drafted the highest. The ultimate goal is to make the NBA. So I recently strayed away from big boards and instead focused on building a database of all draft eligible prospects for any given year. And what I found is that as I spend less time comparing the prospects themselves and more time positively pitching each prospect and why they'll be successful, what makes them an NBA player? What are some great fits for them? You know, how can they succeed in the NBA? It felt good. It was fun to celebrate that. So let's do that here. Because simply being recognized as a potential NBA player is an incredible achievement. So let's acknowledge that by giving these players their flowers, every one of them. So here we're gonna get into a little bit of what the relationship will be with consensus. So I wanna be open-minded to prospects development and not attached to consensus. Being curious about them as opposed to critical to embrace the beautiful ambiguity that is the NBA draft and life in the NBA. Because when we look back five years ago at mock drafts, or we look back last year at a consensus big board, you won't find a linear line that's in parallel with consensus rankings. No, what you find is a gorgeous squiggly line of players, regardless of draft position, finding success. There's not a recipe. So why then do we continue to regurgitate the same takes, the same ideology, 
in the same rankings with little to no variance. Maybe it's because the focus has been more on being predictive, being right, as opposed to role play and what someone might do if they were in the shoes of the front office. So on a philosophical level, when we release our ego's desire to be right, to predict a player's success, to call a player's failure, to try to see a draft pick selection before it happens, when we release those, for me, this whole process has become far lighter. And honestly, it's been more fun. Because then each player, you can enjoy. You can enjoy the situations. You can clap at the selections. You can embrace the challenge of a selection that you get to find the silver lining in. You get to find it instead of judging it with scorn. Because with this ambiguity, again, if you look back at different rankings or different mocks over the years, whether you're an amateur doing a passion project like myself or you're in an NBA front office, we have zero idea what's going to happen. Zero. And that ambiguity is tantalizing. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how these players in their new situations during a pivotal developmental phase in life with newfound access to wealth and fame, how they're going to react, how they're going to develop through life's ups and downs. And we get to find out. So why not support them? Because we don't know how it's going to go. And I love that because we get to find out by enjoying the ride, not attempting to predetermine how it goes, not trying to forecast a player's career. Life becomes much more gentle when we focus on the journey and not the destination. As cliche as that sounds, it's true. And this ambiguity with the NBA draft is delicious. So let's enjoy it together. Now at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, I want you to know that I'm a fan that enjoys pretending that I'm on the clock, role-playing what I would do. I love it. As if I were playing 2K association mode. I used to be the kind of person that always would play the offline association or my league mode and go deep into the future and create my own storylines. I want to take the draft more lighthearted. And the idea of scouting, I'm not trying to be clairvoyant. I want to gently check any attachments to consensus at the door. So try to listen with wonder to some different analysis that you don't have to agree with, but I hope you are open to. So the main personality quirk of all of this is about finding silver linings, finding the positive in any and all situations regarding basketball. And of course, specifically the NBA draft, but there will also be general NBA discussions, exercises, dialogue. So I want to give a tangible example because I know so far a lot of this has been philosophical. So let's give a tangible example. So let's create a fictional prospect. And this prospect is a 40% free throw shooter that has attempted zero three-pointers. They only play 25 minutes a game and they average 10 rebounds and three blocks. What do you think will be the dialogue surrounding this player? in the general consensus. If you're listening to this podcast, maybe you listen to other NBA draft podcasts or other NBA podcasts. What do you think will be the narrative for this prospect? Here, 
the dialogue surrounding this player will be about their ability as a rebounder and a shot blocker. It'll be highlighting the grace that they run the floor with and how as a rim running big to the stamina that has agility, that has dexterity, that's able to naturally rebound the ball and have an impact on the little things in the game, keeping a ball alive and protecting the paint. There's an art to shot blocking. It's not just being big and standing tall. It's about timing. It's about anticipation. It's about reaction speed. So you, what you won't hear is any rhetoric about, I don't buy him as a shooter, given his percentages and his unwillingness to shoot threes. You're not going to hear, I'm concerned that he'll ever be able to be a productive player. Good shot blocker, but I just don't see him ever being a starter. This is meant to be a happy, hopeful discussion. This is meant to be a hoop haven, not one to create negative narratives. Because ultimately, who do those statements benefit? Who? If someone casts doubt on a player and their ability to develop, does it benefit a potential team? It definitely doesn't benefit the player. Because one thing it can do is create a negative narrative that permeates through the internet, which can affect their consensus ranking, which can affect where they're drafted. I want to be a beacon of hope and positivity that radiates out, that maybe, just maybe, can shift the narrative for some players. Because if we go back to the example of that prospect, and you heard one podcast talk about their concerns and their doubts, and another podcast praise them and celebrate them for their strengths. Now, if you're watching them for the first time, would you rather wait to pounce on the confirmation bias that he is a reluctant shooter that tends to miss most free throws? Or would you rather watch that same prospect with open eyes, drooling to see their rebounding acumen and their shot blocking prowess, anticipating with curiosity what they do next? That's at the core of this podcast, finding the silver linings. There's a lot of analysis out there, a lot. I mean, this is a new flavor that I hope to simply be an alternative to the style of hot take shock value and an alternative to criticism-based analysis. I hope to be somewhere in between, somewhere like halftime. Sunflowers at halftime is an and that I hope you will listen to alongside all the other beautiful podcasts and content out there because it's excellent NBA coverage. There's so much of it out there. The intention here and the goal, the overall goal, is to refresh the way we observe this beautiful game of basketball. To again be a palate cleanser for clickbait titles and to limit criticism. Because personally, I have craved pure optimism in basketball rhetoric for so long. And I found no one was making it consistently. So I decided to make it myself to share this passion that I have for the game and to hopefully connect with some beautiful people along the way. So may the dialogue here maybe rewire some of us to see positivity when it comes to consuming basketball. Because no matter who you are, it feels good to smile. It does. It feels great to support. And it feels nice to love. So let's find out together by giving flowers. Always grateful. Till next time. Much love.